your baseball life. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is mug day with $7 Cousin Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. This is for you and Spencer Petrus. <laughs> I'm dying on that hill. Uh, we will uh, take you up until noon. Bottom of the hour, David Kaplan will join us. Uh, we'll head to Chicago, catch up with Cappy right now. David Eicholt, 24-7 Sports, Hawkeye Insider. By the way, that transfer portal that mm-hmm. everybody talks about, is there such a thing as the portal? Where can you figure... 24-7 Sports, pretty good database. Yes, they do. Uh, I, I, I wonder, do they assign an employee to... That's your job. Put for, everybody in there? Right. This is what you do for the next, I don't know, two months. Everybody that goes in, and then when they sign with their new school, the, then you uh, continue that. Hello, David Eicholt. Uh, 24-7 Sports does a nice job uh, of tracking that, and what a job it, it must be. That's a pretty big undertaking. Yeah, good to be talking to you guys. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's the uh, it's the new era of college sports. I think, you know, Iowa fans and college sports fans in general shouldn't be surprised if anybody decides to enter the portal. It's, uh, it's almost a journey into the great unknown. It's like going to the Bermuda Triangle right now, I think, over the next couple of years before it starts down ticking a little bit. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, definitely a little bit, not a little bit of a surprise with Joe Tucson. I think the writing was on the wall to some extent there, but uh you know, it's just the new reality that uh, that we're living in. Combine that with NIL, it's going to be an interesting three or four years until I think we really come back to the middle uh, instead of being a little bit of a pendulum going from one extreme to the other. So, you know, we'll see where it goes. There's been uh, some conversations, but it hasn't become, I don't think, a big national talking point. Speaking of the portal, of the guys that are left behind, that don't have a destination. And I think the numbers are pretty staggering. The ones that I've seen that are out there, guys that depart from Power 5 schools in football or or Power 6 in college basketball and ultimately either don't find a home or even have to transfer down a level. Is that story still to be written as we get more data, more information? How big of a story ultimately, maybe going forward, do you believe that's going to be, David? Because you're obviously knees deep in this every single day. You know, I do think it is a storyline to follow. I don't think people really realize how big of a deal it's going to be. And, you know, I do think that it's fair for the schools that if a player enters the transfer portal, the schools don't have to take them back mm-hmm. if they say, you know what, nah, I couldn't find a better option. I may as well go back to the, you know, the bridesmaid rather than being the bride, right, to go back to that phrase. So I think it's definitely going to be something going forward. And, you know, that's just the reality for athletes if they want to enter the transfer portal. It's not the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I think it's more important now than ever to make sure that athletes have a very good circle around them and they're you know, gaining good advice from people who have a uh, grasp on a lot of this stuff. Not even just with the transfer portal with name, image, and likeness, the false promises. I mean, you guys know this. The recruiting world, it's an interesting one to follow for sure. I know everyone follows the rules at every single school and there's never any controversies <laughs> no, whatsoever. But no, I mean, I think it is going to be a story going forward. I don't have the exact data in front of me, but I think if people just saw the raw numbers about uh, players who don't end up at a school, I mean, it's I, I, if I remember correctly, it's a 
it's a much higher number than I think people would expect, yeah, at least yeah. in the double digits, and that's that's alarming for sure. No, no doubt about it. So to to Toussaint, you know, we thought when when he first lost the starting gig when when McCaffrey was out with with COVID, um, and we thought, you know what, this probably is an indicator that once we get to the end of the season, that Jyoti's gonna going to move on, and then you see him in Indianapolis and overcome with emotion. Selfishly, I, I I wanted to see him take the next steps, right? Because he's he's a different kind of player, and he's a player that you know Iowa uh, the fan base really wanted that type of speed, etc. That type of game that he brings to the floor, but it just seemed like it wasn't going to work out for him. What about um, potential? Does he go closer to home, David? I guess that's where I'm going when he when he talked about his grandma and she hasn't been able to see him play, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Doesn't it seem to you like he's ticketed to uh, to get back closer to home? Absolutely. And I, I think a couple of things. That I, I think, first of all, Joe Toussaint's going to be remembered pretty fondly by Iowa. I, I mean, that's so. a guy yep. who didn't hang his head, didn't hang his head on the bench, came in full effort. And I'll say this, no chance Iowa beats Purdue in that Big Ten championship without Joe Toussaint. Mm-hmm. The way the game changes when he went in, and that helps side defense on Zach Eady and Travion Williams in the paint when they generate all those turnovers. I, I give a lot of credit to Joe Toussaint there. But, you know, I think Joe Toussaint's seeking out a role where no, he can play 25, 30 minutes a game on night in, night out basis. I have heard that St. John's has reached out to him, and I think that that would be a very, very good fit with the style that they play. That's closer to home. He's back on the East Coast. And like you said, that, that call with his grandma that the Big Ten Network or someone caught, I mean, it was a little bit more than, I think, uh, a moment between the two of them. I think it was, you know, I, I got to get back. And I think that's when... It's a little bit of a surprise to some extent, but I think it depends on who you talk to that maybe the writing was on the wall. But I'd also challenge this. Uh, just based off my speculation right when the season ended, I had thought it was going to be potentially Aaron Eulis just because with the way that his minutes decreased over the final couple of weeks, that was nothing based off what I heard or anything like that. That was just purely my speculation. So I think Fran McCaffrey, uh, he's going to have to get in the transfer portal. <laughs> And I think it's adapt or die at this point. I think Iowa's got some nice pieces, but there's no doubt that there's going to be a lot of intrigue and a lot of storylines about what's to come for this Iowa basketball team. But for Joe Tucson, I think he is going to go back east, and I think he'll be remembered pretty fondly by Iowa fans. You mentioned Eulis and anticipation. Maybe he becomes a starter. What about DeSante Bowen? What do you think of him as a player? And is he a guy that's ready to come in day one and be the starting point guard for what's going to be a pretty veteran Iowa team? Yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest storyline for me in the offseason outside of you know Chris Murray's potential decision. Because right now, I think Aaron Eulis does a very nice job of controlling the pace of the game. I think he's done some really nice things. I think his shooting's not good enough to start the one right now for Iowa just based on their motion offense. I don't know if I'm ready to throw him 25, 30 minutes a game. So I think Fran's got some decisions to make there. But I'll say this. I think DeSante Bowen, is that's the point guard that Iowa fans have been waiting for. He can create his own mm-hmm. shot. He can dunk over guys about six foot three, very lanky. I will say this though, I thought he had a bit of a down senior season, but that's a guy who plays fast. Frame McCaffrey is very high on him. I think he'll have to cut down the turnovers at the college level, but his upside is incredibly high. And I remember hearing uh, from some sources about his scrimmage when he was on his official visit with some of the Iowa team. Uh, Desante was was cooking that mm. day. He was playing incredibly well. So I think it's going to be definitely something worth watching there. But I'll say this. I think it'd be smart for Fran McCaffrey to dive into the NCAA transfer portal for potentially a combo guard or a one guard along with a big man. So 
a lot of big decisions coming up, but I do think Aaron Eulis can bring some nice things to the table. Uh, David Eichold is our guest, 24-7 Sports, as uh, we talk uh, Hawks with, uh, with with David. So are you ready to go to football, Trent Condon? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we, You guys had an opportunity to uh, to meet some of the players yesterday. I guess let's start with Spencer Petras, who's slimmed down. Yeah, he's gotten a little faster. Um, I think Hawkeye fans are torn. They really like the person. They don't think that he's the quarterback. who won 10 games last year. Uh, the team did. Uh, to take them to that, quote, next level. Uh, do, you, do you get the sense that this fan base is really torn on their, uh, on, I guess at this, at this point, their incumbent starter? First of all, it's good to be talking to uh, Spencer Petras fanatic Ken Miller here <laughs> on, on XNL, so I appreciate yeah, okay. bringing that up. Uh-huh. Uh, but I will say this. You know, I do think Spencer Petras, you know, I, I think some of this criticism is definitely warranted. I mean, you look at the film, it's warranted. But there's a lot that's unwarranted. But I will say this. If there's one thing that Spencer Petras is, and this is from talking to him yesterday, he's self-aware. Like, he, he's well aware of some of the bad decisions he made last year. He said, I'm too smart of a player to not – you know, take advantage of coverages, take some more shots downfield uh, to take the underneath route when it opens up immediately because then it allows potential big plays to be made off those underneath routes. So I think fans are torn about it. I think they love the person, but I do think that given the offensive struggles and not having an explosive passing game, I think it's fairly easy for them just to say, you know what, with the way modern-day college football is, guys, it used to be defense wins championships, and it, it remains true to some degree. But we're in the era of explosive passing offense. This is what's going to get you the college football playoff. It's going to win you conference championships and potentially more. And I think that right now, if there's a year where it can come together, I think that this is a good opportunity for Spencer Petras to really take that next step. He's got Laporta back. He has Luke Lachey. I expect Keegan Johnson, Arlen Bruce to be the focal point of Iowa's passing attack. I think they need to be. They have Nico Regani. And I think the offensive line will be better as a collective unit despite losing Tyler Linderbaum. So, I think the pieces are there. I think it's going to be all about pass protection. If Spencer Petras can just trust his trust his football IQ and take advantage of, the, of coverages when they're given. But uh, like you said, I think he's the best person for the job right now. And until I see otherwise from Alex Padilla and Joey Lavis, I do expect Spencer Petras to be the starter next year. David Eichel joining us, HawkeyeInsider.com. Iowa 35-12 and 12 over the last four years. They have been Jeez. ranked at the end of each one of those seasons. Yet... There's still those murmurs. There's still hope and want for more. And a big part of that, as you mentioned, David, was the offense and seeing improvements. Now as a new quarterback coach, Brian Ferentz, the positive side of this, the positive spin, why this is a good thing for the Iowa offense, Brian, now running the quarterbacks. Here's the thing. I, and I get that people are frustrated with Brian Ferentz's play calling, and, I, and I, it's understandable, right? But the one thing I can say about Brian Ferentz is he knows how to develop guys. He knows how to develop players. He, he is a very – he knows the game of football. And I'll say this. Right when Ken O'Keefe departed from his on-field role, Spencer Petras told us yesterday that he immediately wanted Brian to take over the starting the, – the quarterback coaching role because he said if there's two people that need to be on track in a football team, it's the offensive coordinator and the quarterback. So from an outside perspective, without the context of Brian Ferentz's play calling and everything – the move makes sense on a lot of levels. And the one thing that really stuck out to me about Petrus when he was talking yesterday was he said that Brian Ferentz is much more conceptual with the way he's approached coaching his quarterbacks. They'll sometimes go in the film room and watch the same play for 20 minutes. They have a deep understanding of what every single player on offense, defense, 
is doing on a certain play. And I think that tra- that can translate to on-field production. So I think when you talk about spring ball and you talk about individual improvement, I think it's a really, really good thing that, you know, they're taking the conceptual um, approach. But again, the film room only shows so much. You got to be able to go on the field. You got to have a little bit more touch and you can't panic under pressure. So it, it's definitely going to be interesting. And I'm eager to see what the uh, progress is from now uh, until April 23rd when the spring game happens. Uh, what about some of the other players that you had an opportunity? I know Arlen Bruce was part of it. Um, but what, uh, if anything, stuck out from your opportunities to speak to some of the other players as they go through spring practice? Yeah, I think, first of all, Gavin Williams, the running back out of Dallin Catholic, and Jack Plum, offensive tackle. I think the thing, the common theme that really stuck out to me was he said they're farther along this spring than they were last. And, you know, given full context, you got to think about Liddell Betts is in his second year now, George Barnett's in his second year. And what Jack Plum said is, you know, we have real crisp communication now. There's really not that, you know, we're not trying to understand his coaching style versus what we're doing. There's a full understanding of what's going on. And just watching the transitions yesterday, just from drill to drill, position to position, it was a fluid operation for being so early in spring. So I think those are a couple encouraging signs. And I'll say this, I think Gavin Williams is going to be in for a really, really nice year as Iowa starting running back. I think he's not going to be as explosive as Tyler Goodson, but you talk about a guy that's going to be, I think, a little bit more north-south and has great lower body strength. I think he can be a guy that can be a potential Makai Sargent Torn Young, be a five-plus yard to carry on a consistent basis. And I think the one thing Iowa's offense needs outside of explosive passing attack, guys, they need consistency. And if LaShawn Williams and Gavin Williams can do that, I think that'll be a big win. We love the depth chart. Kurt, not so much. Uh, Depth chart surprises, though, that came out last week for you. Anything that caught your eye as you were looking through the two deep? You know, not too much. I I think I really like seeing David Davidkoff at offensive Mm -hmm. tackle. I remember talking to you guys last year about how high I think his ceiling is. I don't think he's going to take over this season, but that's a guy that I think is going to push for a starting spot later this year or next year. Really like what I saw of him. And I know people are up in arms about, oh, there's no Xavier Wampa. Hmm. You know, relax. He's going to be on the depth chart by (laughs) the time the season comes around. He's all 6'2", 6'3", 210, 215 pounds. Physically looks the part, was incredibly impressive on the field yesterday. So I, I wouldn't panic uh, about that. But, you know, I wouldn't say there's really too many other surprises. I think right now Iowa's in a very, very good spot. I think while there's a lot of questions, I think there's a lot of potential and there's a lot of uh, upside. And I'll say this, especially on the defensive line, I think Iowa's defensive line is going to take a big step, especially in the pass rushing this year. I'm I'm very optimistic about what both lines are going to look like going forward. Good stuff. David, uh, one one more. We'll let you go back to basketball. Uh, Chris Murray, listening to Fran McCaffrey, I get the sense he thinks he's coming back. Now, certainly uh, wouldn't hold it. Anybody should hold against him if he does, you know, attest the waters or or gets the feedback, puts his name in there for that very reason. Sure seems like a lot of folks think that there's uh, Chris Murray's going to be on the Hawkeye roster, not in an NBA or not in a G league but in iowa city next winter first of all i do think that chris murray is going to test the waters i think that's easily the responsible thing to do and you know again take this with a grain of salt keegan murray really talked like chris was coming back Mm -hmm. i mean he was pretty direct saying chris wants the ball he wants to be the focal point i think he can take the next the next step to where i did this year and no that's probably music to iowa fans ears i still think there's a decision to make i think if two or three teams like him and they want to take a flyer on him. They see what Keegan is, put him in an, in an NBA developmental type role. Maybe they can extract the best out of him. But from what I think right now, 
And from what I've been told, I do think that Chris Murray is going to be back at Iowa this year, next year. We talked about the transfer portal at the top. Back to it here to finish up, and that is the big guy from Utah Valley, Fardaz Amok. He's got five teams uh, right now listed, Arkansas, Kentucky, Iowa, Texas Tech, and Washington. Average 19 points, 13.5 rebounds last year. What can you tell us about the potential of Fardaz Amok making his way to Iowa City? I will say this. He is going to test the NBA waters as well. And when you put up 19-13, I think you should as well. But that's a guy who shoots 44% from three, has great post moves, great rebounder, pretty solid defender. I think he can be a Luka Garza-type role. Maybe not production at the Big Ten level, but a Luka Garza-type role. I think he takes Iowa from an NCAA tournament team to potentially that round of 32, sweet 16. Iowa is going to be in the mix, but, I mean, they're fighting off the big dogs for this one. And Fardaz did tell our own Sean Bach this morning that he is still open in his recruitment, but the five that you just listed, are he's really close to really limiting down to those top five. So definitely a storyline to keep in touch. I think he's a top three transfer on the market right now, and if Iowa can land him, I mean, you're talking about the ceiling of the team just goes up so much higher next year. Fingers crossed. David Eicholt, Hawkeye Insider, part of the 24-7 Sports. Again, if you want to find that transfer portal, they do a terrific job uh, of updating it each and every day. David, thank you. We'll talk to you uh, next week, the week after. Thanks for what you do for us. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate talking to you guys. Take care. Have a good week. Yep, you do the same. David Eichel, 24-7 Sports, as we catch up on Iowa. Wouldn't that be something they got that kid, huh? Yeah. But there's some heavy heads, as he mentioned. In there's there. some suitors. Whew. Playing time, pretty good team. Uh, yeah, well, that's true, right? Mm-hmm. It's all there. And then you put a, probably a better role for Robracha, right? Uh huh. Backup big. Yep. Can play both. Mm-hmm. Chris Murray doesn't have to play center anymore. Nope. At least as often. You saw the foul trouble that he got in so mm-hmm. many times playing out of position. It'd be monstrous. It, it really would. Yeah, he played the in the whack, and this is not your this is not your uncle's whack. This whack oh, is terrible. Right. Chicago State and just all kinds of garbage programs yeah, out there. Yeah. yeah, It's not like the old days, but dude averaged 19 and 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. Add that to what they have coming back. We're not just talking about Iowa and probably back to a tournament team. I think the upside's a lot higher. Still got to figure out point guard. Yeah, for sure. And is Bowen that guy? We'll see. It's asking a lot. Well, yeah, I think both. I mean, look, TJ's going to make some moves. Yes, he you is. know that he's going to that. That's fait accompli. That he's going to rebuild that roster. Still waiting on two dis, uh, decisions over there, right? Mm-hmm. And Aruna and Walker didn't see anything on those two Not yet. Uh, yep. Yesterday, um, well, well, we'll continue to watch it. And nothing from Drake so far. Nothing, it's the guys yeah. that are going to take advantage. Or not take advantage of that COVID year. Expect that coming up here. All right, speaking of coming up, David Kaplan is coming up. We'll head to Chicago, catch up with Cappy Miller and Con. And by the way, sponsored by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy. Uh, that's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Victory Mounds is your ace when it comes to premium baseball and softball products and services. Utilizing our vast game and industry expertise, we sell portable pitching mounds, field equipment, and field products that we trust, use, and have used when coaching or playing. But that's not all. Victory Mounds Field Consulting Services can help you improve the quality and playability of your field. Craig Allison has years of experience in the mound business and is Victory Mounds National Sales Executive, while Mike Donahoe is in charge of field equipment and products. Visit VictoryMounds.com to see what Victory Mounds can do for you. And One for podcasting. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? 
That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf Roofing. For all of your and your family's eye care needs, make it Elite Eye Care. Dr. Ethan Heisman, Dr. Macy Dealman, Dr. Heidi Bell, and Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky provide expert eye care close to home. From eye exams to contact lenses, eyeglasses to sunglasses, make Elite Eye Care your local optometrist. In introducing Vision Therapy. Vision Therapy is a doctor-supervised, non-surgical, and customized program designed to correct vision problems. Set up your next eye care appointment with Elite Eye Care, University Avenue on the Waukee-West Des Moines border, or the Eye Company in Ankeny and online at iDoctor. Your side. Wednesdays, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. You know what the music means? Off to Chicago we shall go. Time to catch up with our buddy David Kaplan. Uh, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago, and he's back on NBC Sports Chicago, where he's about to be back. Cap Trenton, Ken, congratulations getting that TV gig back. Tell us about it, Cap. Called Unfiltered. It's great to be with you guys as always. Um, called unfiltered because as my boss who hired me back for it said, you are unfiltered. So I'm sure I'm going to have players, coaches, executives that are going to be like, oh boy. Yeah, you had to really go there, huh? I'm just, I am one of everyone who's listening right now. I'm just you with a microphone. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you my unfiltered opinions. We'll bring you newsmakers. We'll have really good, you know, guests occasionally, but Instead of like Sports Talk Live, which was a panel of poorly dressed sports writers and me, <laughs> yeah. it will be more a welcome in. Let's go right away to White Sox. They're playing the Twins tonight. Boom, and here's our Sox expert. Come from there, go right to Cubs are in Milwaukee, take on the Brewers. There's Gordon Whitmire. Come back. Hey, the Bulls are in the playoffs. Let's go to New York, and they're going to meet the Knicks, and here's, you know, whoever. And then the last segment, we'll have a gambling segment called the tip of the cap. Mm-hmm. It's the whole show is sponsored by points bet. And then the last segment, almost every night, as long as there's something worthwhile to talk about, will be to cap it off where I will give you mm. 90 seconds, two minutes of my thoughts that might irritate an executive or two or a player, but it is what it is. To cap it off. Uh, I like mm. it. A tip of the cap. Um, it makes some sense. And point, you've been doing that for a while on your Twitter account, right? Four points bet. You've actually had some uh, some really good nights lately. Yeah, last night we did the bet cast. I have two more of those. Next Wednesday and Friday, we do the Bulls game live on a, the Plus channel. So you got Adam Amin and Stacey King on the main channel doing the game. And then you have us. It was me, Tony Massenberg, the former Spur, Kendall Gill, and then Jay Croucher, the head trader for points bet, and we each gave out our top play. So mine was Denny Avdia to go over five and a half rebounds. I think he had eight or nine. Uh, Jay said, book it. Porzingis going over eight and a half rebounds. He did. Kendall said, book it. Bulls will get 
20 assists or more as a team. They got 26. Tony said, well, my Wizards are going to shoot at least 36% from three. They didn't. And so the Bulls won. So we all had some fun and cashed a few tickets. Cap, you've been a longtime gambler, well before the legalization of it in your state, our state, and across no, the nation. really? <laughs> I know you, Cappy, and I went down the same path for many, many years. As we sit here now, a couple of years into it, is it bigger than you thought? And, and what's the next frontier? You have a show now sponsored by PointsBet. Kind of what's next out there for people in the media and then for the people that want to get coverage of sports gambling? Uh, I think that, first of all, we've got to get it in every state in the union, mm-hmm. and it's not yet. Nope. You know, For example, why is it not in Wisconsin? You can go to the Minnesota. Oneida Casino, Minnesota. You can go to the Oneida Casino and now Pottawatomie. You could walk in and buy a ticket on the Packer game or the Bucks game or whatever the case may be. Well, why can't you just do that on your phone? The amount of money, you can't tell me, okay, we're against gambling, but we'll let the Native American Reservation casinos, they can have it. Well, if you're going to go down that road and open the door, why wouldn't you take all the money you could for your state? So I think you've got to get California is probably the biggest domino, and there was some news this yeah. morning. It's going to be on the ballot in November. Once California falls, which is a blue state, I think you're going to see everybody fall in line and Within a couple of years, you'll have it in all 50 states. Yeah, I'm surprised Florida hasn't gone yet, um, but those are the two big ones, no, no doubt about it. So, Cap, you and I have both done this for, for decades, a long time. How has it changed sports talk radio, sports wagering? For the better or, I mean, you have to know what how to talk about it. Uh, you have to, I mean, it's all audience-driven, right? Uh, Trent and I tend to believe that our 10 to noon audience likes to hear us talk about sports wagering. I'm not sure that's the case uh, on um, everywhere, but how has it changed sports talk radio? Well, I mean, it's changed because of the amount of money it brings into your radio station. Yeah, that's true. allows you to have, you know, better remotes and have better equipment and hire better people and have more experts. I mean, you know, at our station, I endorse points bet as this Carmen DeFalco. Sylvie and Waddle are both DraftKings guys. Hoodie is a DraftKings guy. Um, I think Yurko's a FanDuel guy. Danny Zetterman and Merkin, they're FanDuel guys. And the amount of money that comes into the stations, not just us, mm-hmm. is literally unbelievable because for all the ads, if they put, you know, a couple of people that say we're going to download the app and they start playing, even, you know, the 10 and $20 recreational better. I, I was doing an event for points, but the other night I'm right by Wrigley and I put out my tip of the cap and I said, Purdue is going to end St. Peter's run. Guy walks up to me dressed to the nines in a suit. He said, I just came from work and I'm a big points bet guy and you're wrong on Purdue. I follow your videos. You're dead wrong. I said, what do you mean? He said, St. Peter's is not only covering the 13th, they're winning the game outright. <laughs> what? And he pulls out his phone, and he holds it up, and he shows me his balance. Dude, he had a ticket for two grand on the money line. I thought that paid 13000 He had his balance was hundred and four k. I mean, there are people that take this really, really seriously for – you know, me making a $25 parlay like you guys do, right. there are dudes out there betting tens of thousands every day. It's wild. It's a fun frontier, but eh, there's a dangerous part. You see somebody without $100,000. Yeah. Boy, uh, that could go wrong very, very quickly. Well, Cap, let's yep. get into the world of sports and, and deeper into it. And let's go to 
the Cubs. The Cubs is spring training where it has been some good news. Suzuki signing, I, th- I think, was a surprise to many people out there, not anticipating that was going to be there. What keeps this team's head above water? What te- keeps them relevant? Get us to August. You know, get us through. <laughs> get us to Big Ten football media days. That's what we're looking for here. How do the Cubs do that here in 2022? I'm not convinced they do, except they're in a division that's not very that's very good. true. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Cardinals. What they do? They brought back Albert Pujols, mm-hmm. amazing player, but those days have passed. Mm-hmm. So you know, they still have Molina and Wainwright and Pujols. Well, this isn't 2006, seven, eight, nine, ten. 2022. Right. So I'm not convinced the Cardinals are all in. They may have the best of a bad division. Yeah. The Brewers haven't done a ton. Every time it seems like the window's open for them, they don't spend enough money or make enough deals. Uh, I look at the Cubs, and I texted with my friend Dan Evans today, who runs the Field of Dreams game. He was the GM of the Dodgers. He's also a, J- a Japanese baseball expert. He's seen Seiya Suzuki play 75 times, he told me, mm. in Japan. And he said, that's a great signing. He said, be patient. International players take a long time to assimilate to the culture, to the velocity of the game. It's a little different. But he said, I'm telling you, he's a five-tool guy. He's got the power, the speed, the arm, the defense, the on-base ability. He said, I'm telling you, that was a great signing. So it's going to take time. I think Contreras gets traded. I wouldn't be shocked if you said, hey, Cap, hold on a minute. He just got traded. That wouldn't shock me at all. Yep. I don't see any scenario where they're extending this guy. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the Cardinals uh, signed Steven Matz, who was really good with Toronto. Uh, him and Robbie Ray led that pitching staff last year. Uh, but other than that, Flaherty's hurt to begin the year. Wainwright, as you mentioned, is long in the two, still a you know an all-time Cardinal. But as you said, it's not 2008, uh, 2009. Conversely, on the south side, Cap, they are the favorites uh, to, to win the American League Central. The Twins got better last week. Um, the Tigers are a lot of people's... Uh, uh, chic pick, if you will, to really come out of it. We think the uh, the Royals are going to be a little bit better, not necessarily a playoff team, but it's clearly the White Sox division to win, right? It's got to be the White Sox. Now, the Twins, what if I told you the Twins got um, Wilson Contreras? They're in there. Mm-hmm. If they got Wilson Contreras to go with Gary Sanchez, to go with Sonny Gray, to go with the other talent that they have, that wouldn't shock me if they mm-hmm. gave the White Sox a battle. The White Sox need to add a top-of-the-rotation arm. I know everyone's screaming they need a right fielder. I'm not convinced they have to have a right fielder. Give Gavin Sheets a chance. Give Andrew Vaughn a chance. I know he's down for a week to 10 days, but he'll be fine. Um, I, I think they need to go get Frankie Montas, Sean Manea, or whoever else becomes available on the market as a number one starter, number two type starter, because what beat them in the playoffs last year was not their offense. I mean, they put up numbers, respectable. You don't see as much offense anyway in the playoffs because the rotations get shorter, the bullpen gets shorter. Their pitching was horrific. They didn't have one good start in four games from a team that won the division comfortably by 10 games. So I think they need to go add a big-time starting pitcher. Will they pay that price? I don't know. Speaking of starting pitching, Dylan Cease last year took a step forward. He was a guy Mm -hmm. that... I made a lot of money fading early in his career as you knew there would be some rough performances, but he took a step forward. Is there another tier? Is there another step up that Dylan Cease can make this year? There should be. It's a good point you make. It should be because he throws 100 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. He's got a nose-to-toes curveball. I just don't think he trusts his stuff enough. And I've had people at the Sox tell me the same thing. They keep telling him, quit 
nibbling. Right. You throw 100 miles an hour. Your curveball is knee-buckling. I mean, why are you nibbling? Hey, man, here it is. Let's go. Yeah. Elevate your fastball. Snap off a curveball. See you later. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. But if he matures to what we all think he can be, there's no reason that Dylan Cease can't be an ace. Hmm. Cap, one on the Bears in a second, but just let's finish up the baseball conversation with both of the teams. Uh, I have not seen opening day assignments yet as far as starting uh, pitcher. I assume it's going to be Lance Lynn. But with the Cubs, is it? Is it? I mean, Stroman def- doesn't defer, but it has to be Hendricks, right? I would think it's, it's Kyle Hendricks. No. no question about it. No question about it. And then Marcus Stroman. Wade Miley's not ready. Hmm. He had a little bit of a hiccup during the winter. So, you know, with this, everyone's going to be really careful against the lockout slowing down the development of pitchers. There's a big difference playing long toss and then getting up on a mound at a junior college and then going through a major league spring training. Just two different things. So everyone's going to be super careful, and that's why you've got to have a ton of depth in your rotation. So I was uh, doing a little dabbling last night as I was looking at the futures market in baseball. These three Cubs over under numbers in terms of home runs. Former Cubs. Javi Baez is 26 and a half. Chris Bryant is 30 and a half and Schwarber is 31 and a half. Anything jump off the page? Players futures home runs of those former Cubs. Uh I of the three I would go over on Kyle Schwarber. That's over. the one I would buy. Okay. Mm. Over on Kyle Schwarber to give you I'm thinking high 30s in home runs. Now again, he was on pace for 40-plus and got hurt last year. Right. I think the the smart wager of the three would be Kyle Schwarber. Because I just, as good as Chris is and playing in Colorado, that's, that's all it. well and fine. Yeah, No protection. He just doesn't play through. He doesn't have a lot of protection, yeah. and he doesn't play through nagging injuries. So if that holds to be the same thing, then I, I can – not convinced I'd go over on that number. Uh, last thing for me, Cap. Um, level of frustration amongst Bears fans in Chicago. You know, when are they going to do something? This team hasn't done anything. What are they waiting for? Um, what, what's, what's, what's the frustration level? And do you get the fact that there's kind of slow playing free agency, that this is probably going to be, you know, a, quote, another rebuild year, probably not a playoff year. But what's the frustration level with the Bears lack of, uh, lack of signing so far? Well, I think those frustration levels high. We talked about that this morning on my radio show. Frustration level is high, but I think deep down Ryan Poles has a plan. The owner came out yesterday, George McCaskey, the chairman, and said we have to preach patience here. Well, when they tell you that, they're telling you we are going to suck, <laughs> and we're okay with it. They are all in on building this thing from the ground up again. So all that really matters is that Justin shows development, mm-hmm. A. B, that you add a couple pieces in the draft, get two second-round picks, wouldn't be surprised if they traded down, added another pick, and tried to add some good young players. But this team, I saw the over-under in Vegas is 7.5. I don't see how they get to 7 wins. I don't. 8-9 to lose that bet? Yeah, I'm right there with you. You mentioned Justin Fields. Obviously, his development is paramount for this organization and what they're going to be set up for the near future. What is he doing this offseason? Very banged up a year ago. What's the development? What has been the work that he's putting in here during his first offseason now as the Bears quarterback? He's been here in town. He has not left other than I think mm. he took a week, week break. And Matt Eberflus said yesterday at the owners' meeting, 
I've been really impressed with this dude's work ethic. He's there all the time. But it's the same thing that Ryan Pace told me. I told you guys that last year. He came in on a Sunday to get a workout in, Ryan. It was 5.30 or 6 in the morning. And he said, I hear music playing. I'm like, who in the hell left their music on, turns the corner, he bumps into Justin Fields in the weight room at like 5.30 in the morning on a Sunday in the off season. He said, this guy's work ethic is off the charts. So they can get some pieces, keep them upright, maybe get another offensive lineman. Let's just see him develop. That's all I care about. Uh, Cap uh, Unfiltered starts this coming Monday, correct, on 665 Monday, DTV? 6 o'clock, NBC Sports Chicago. Good stuff Monday through Friday, and it won't affect what you do for us on Wednesday, right? Yeah, correct. I will never leave you guys. Uh, you're the man. Thank you, Cap. You have a great have week. A great day. Yep, take care. Good to talk to you. David Bye. Kaplan, uh, see you. Um, unfiltered NBC 665, 6 o'clock. Little tip of the cap in there as points his uh, place. He's been really, he's been hot lately. Yes, he has. Um, so I'd like to get back to being hot. <laughs> did, you, did you get swept last yesterday? No, in I, the got NIT? Ho- I got I got hockey. Oh, you hit your hockey well, partner, Mr. Hockey right. over here. You yeah. know me. Oh, I know it. I'm undefeated in 2022 I've betting on talk, hockey. I've got to talk when we're planning the next day's show. Uh huh. I got to talk you out. Well, let's do hockey. Sake. No, Trent, we just did one. <laughs> <laughs> like we plan a show. Too. Right, right. Uh, anyways, 11.45. We will come back. Let's see if Trent can get on the right side uh, of his plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that as we take you up until the, well, towards the top of the hour on Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. In West Des Moines. Maybe you're thinking about franchising your business or purchasing a franchise. There's an experienced and trustworthy franchise lawyer right in your backyard. Don't waste your time or money searching for a lawyer out of state when Rush Niggett is here and ready to help your business. Hi, I'm Rush. I've specialized in business and franchise law for the past 25 years. I don't just want to be your lawyer. I want your business to succeed as much as you do. Your business needs Rush. Visit his award-winning blog at RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush on Venture.com. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experience, Factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa features Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or you can find them online at Washer Systems. The time is now to schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. Do it around the big college basketball tournament in March, that great golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia, or fingers crossed MLB opening day. The Urology Center of Iowa offers no scalpel vasectomies. And now for your follow-up checkup, you don't even have to go back to the office. Post procedure, send it in. Set up your vasectomy appointment at 515 515- Four hundred thirty-five fifty. That's four hundred thirty-five fifty. We're online, Iowa. You are Boston Sand. Madness, madness, madness is betting on this year's tournament action with anything other than the Circus Sports Iowa app. The lowest holds, highest limits, and best odds means higher payouts for your winning bets. Why bet with anyone else? Download your new bookie today. Visit CircusSports.com. Sports betting the way it should be. Must be 21 or older. If you or someone you know needs gambling, trip, call when it. On Nerd Wallet. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic, jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, 
garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale, after bets off. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, right, Miller Condon. Welcome back. Ten minutes before noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Circa in a moment with Trent's play of the day. Forgot earlier to do this trend. Vision Financial Services, part of the program as well. Mike, Jerry Hammond over there. If you're looking for a tax professional, a retirement specialist, you don't know what you're going to do with your with your retirement account or when you get to a certain age, how much should you have squirreled away, dot, dot, dot. Uh, Vision Financial Services online. You can find them, yourvisioniowa.com, yourvisioniowa.com. Mike and Jerry Hammond, they do our taxes um, they're great people. And it is time to get it done. Well, if you, you need somebody to help you get out. Get on the list. Yes, because those spots are dwindling. Indeed they are. Make the call. You're on your lunch right now. Go do it. You've been putting it off. April is right around the corner, and that 15th comes very, very quickly. It will indeed. YourVisionIowa.com, Vision Financial Services, West Des Moines, 22nd Street. Indeed. 515-440-1133. All right, Trent Condon, Circus Sports. Uh, puts the spotlight on your gambling prowess. No pressure. <laughs> Just give all. us some winners, would you please? All right. NBA, I'm seeing it. I'm oh, seeing it tonight seeing... with two dogs, including a game I'm really excited tonight. Phoenix at Golden State. It has mm-hmm. been very uneven for the Warriors since Clay has come back. This has not been the kind of just coasting into the playoffs. I think people anticipated, all right, Clay will get his feet underneath them. They've had injuries. Steph's been banged up. It has not gone well. And what did Mike Palm say when he joined us last Friday? We were talking about the NBA. His radio partner, Amal, Mm -hmm. is all over Golden State to come out of the West. He does not like Phoenix. Uh -uh. I don't know how you can watch that team and not like the Suns. What am I missing? (laughs) We came in after the T-Wolves game against the Uh Suns last week, and we were both... Opening our apps and see what kind of price we can get on the Suns. <laughs> and it's not good because they are the favorite. I think Golden State's got something tonight. That's okay. the 9 o'clock ESPN game. I'm looking forward to this one. Probably as excited for an NBA game as I've been in 2022. 9 o'clock, that's pretty good. So yeah, that will be good. I'm, I'm in. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Getting five with the Warriors. Okay. A little bit earlier. San Antonio is now in the playoffs. They stink. But they got some young pieces. It's Pop. Mm-hmm. And he's, By the way, that play-in's going to be fun, isn't it? it? it we're going to be talking is. about it. It'd be better if the Lakers were there. Well, they are as of today, are they not? No, they are now out. They're out? They have the same record as the Spurs, but the Spurs have the tiebreaker. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's no, how it would be better if the Lakers... Look, the NBA wants the Lakers there to be in the play-in. no doubt about that. They take out Memphis. Memphis is great. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. if John Morant's hurt. Or they, they're like 19-2 and two now. It's incredible. Without he doesn't Morant. play. I don't get that. I don't either. This is the youngest team in the league. They are fun to watch. But San Antonio Pops got something. Grab the points with the Spurs here How tonight. many are you getting? Five and a half. Okay. So we get five in the hook with the Spurs. We get five points tonight with the Warriors. And I'm playing golf this weekend. I, I'm getting them <laughs> prepared for next week's Masters. By the way, Tiger's playing golf today, and he played yesterday. I know. What does I that know. mean? I'm getting excited. I am too. Matt Rudy, hopefully tomorrow. Well, hopefully tomorrow, yep. So we're going to play. Two guys jumped off for me. Look at it. There's so many stats out there for golf. You know I love it. I wish I was better at it. Need to talk to Spool. Doesn't stop you from playing. No, of course though. not. No. But it's a it's a really fun, just sporting event to bet on. It is. I there's agree. so many different ways to do it. Yep. 
it top changes. Top 10, top 20, head-to-heads. The live betting is incredible. Uh-huh. It's it's a really fun sport and really adds an element. Luke List, he's 90-1. to 1. Who? Luke List, young guy, who's playing well. There's like four different criteria that I see the spreadsheet that comes out. It kind of gives you four different criteria, guys that are horses for the courses. Luke List hit all four of those metrics this week. He's 90-1 to 1 to win the tournament and top 20, plus 250. So that's my guy this week. I'm going to be Luke writing. List. Luke List. 90-1 to 1 to win it all and to finish just in the top 20, plus 250. My phone just dinged, and Matt Rudy is going to talk about Tiger Woods tomorrow with us at 11.05. That is a story that is going to continue to build it here. Is. In the next couple of days, uh, will there be some, now? He played yesterday with his son mm-hmm. and Justin Thomas, who I guess they're best friends. Yep, and he played all eighteen holes and he walked them. And he said that you know, short game's fine. He can putt. It's the long game that he really is putting a tee in the ground and letting her rip. We shall see. He's got eight days for the Masters kicks. So wouldn't that be something if he's look? You're gonna you can't bet him, can you? I can. <laughs> To make the cut? Well, that would be. There's another yeah. way you can play it, uh, bet on golf. We will be back tomorrow. Hope you can join us. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. Hawkeye Insider tonight. Leistakow and company at six. See you tomorrow. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3.